Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And today's episode is how to get through splitting. And I would say this is pretty much for both parties. If you have BPD or somebody in your life who has BPD, this is, um, you know, again, from my experience of what I've observed and been through with my wife who has had BPD since... Well, I'm going to say she was diagnosed in 2012, but she's had all the signs of BPD going back into 2009, 2010, um, and then just got progressively worse. But, again, there's always hope. She has done a 180 in the past six months, and I would say BPD is almost non-existent in our life, except when we argue, which um, a few episodes back where it says, uh, you're going to rattlesnake. If they're defanged, they still will strike. And um, that's usually what happens when they have BPD and during a fight. That's the way they've always known to um, attack and their defense mechanism. Uh, But not to get off track, like I said, what I've experienced, what I've been through, and what I uh, have observed when my wife is splitting, um, what to do. So, anyways... With that being said, we'll get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. So, like I said, today's episode is based on splitting um, my observation, my experience, and... Um, also, from what I've read and videos I've watched um, in regards to BPD, but one thing I do want to say is splitting and what goes on during splitting. Uh, for the person who has BPD, you know, I'm sure afterwards the shame um, of looking back and realizing things they've done and said, uh, the hurt that was caused by hurtful things being said. You know, you can't take back what you say. And um, also the 
repeated patterns. And uh, for the person who doesn't have BPD, um, hopefully after listening to this, you'll be more aware and can hopefully understand and control yourself um, when the person with BPD is splitting. Um, but the same thing, if there's things that you have said, um, you know, in defense back to that person, um, you know, hopefully you have sorrow and shame afterwards and, you know, can apologize for things you said. But you, we always got to remember, you can apologize, but those words are hurt, hurtful, very hurtful. You can't take those words back. And then either party is going to believe, is that how they really feel? You know, did they just say it because they were angry or is that how they really feel? And people with BPD, because there's repeated patterns, um, I used to tell my wife, I said, you know, even though you say this every time we argue, there must be truth to it because you say it all the time. And if it wasn't true, you wouldn't continually say it. And um, there's been many things she admits she just says it all the time because it pushes my buttons. But again, we kind of wonder, is that a lie? Is, do they really mean these things? And some of the things can be permanently damaging, and I'll get into that as well. Um, but as far as the person with BPD, we, those of us who do not have BPD, we have, we have to understand something. This is part of their disorder. These are, you know, when they split, the characteristics of them when they're splitting um, is part of their disorder. You know, like say you have cancer and you're on chemotherapy getting sick, um, physically vomiting all the time, being tired, agitated, you know, those are all the side effects of, you know, the chemotherapy. It's things you can't help that, you know, and with some people, things are stronger than others, um, more characteristics than others. Everybody's different. Everybody's an individual, but in general, BPD, there's certain things that are most likely to happen. And if you watch, you know, 20 videos You'll probably say, oh my God, that sounds like us. That sounds like her. Sounds like me. Um, there's a lot of, you know, similarities um, when they're splitting with BPD. So, as a matter of fact, me and my wife, uh, one of the episodes I had done uh, probably back in the beginning, uh, it says, um, she sounds like a broken record when we fight. And a lot of you will understand, um, if you're non-BPD, that the person with BPD seems like they say the same things every fight. I mean, I, I told my wife before, when we go to argue, just close your mouth and I'll play a recording of the last time we fought and you pretty much can save your breath because you say the same things over and over. And um, you have to understand something too, that's when they split so many times, they kind of get into, you know, we're all creatures of habit anyways, but that's their defense mechanism. They know what works, what, what doesn't work. And as far as pushing your buttons, uh, well, first of all, let me say one thing. The major thing is they don't know how to regulate their emotions. So when you don't know how to do something, you're all over the place. And, you know, if you don't know how to drive, you're going to hit curbs, um, you know, bang the car up, go, go on the grass, blah, blah, blah. Well, when they don't know how to regulate their emotions, so they do things that wouldn't happen in a fight. There's no discussion. There's no rationality. Um, you're, they're all over the place and the huge part of it is deflection like they'll completely go around what the argument is actually about whether it's something they you know in a delusion that they thought up or thinking or something that's an actual fact 
usually they won't touch on that subject when they do it's very minimal and they go all over the place all over the place and the tactic itself is pretty much to deflect and they don't know how to regulate their emotions um, you know like somebody with non-PPD and the biggest thing is rationalizing um, that's almost non-existent when especially when they're splitting you know my wife is very good at rationalizing when she's not splitting she's much more intelligent than she gives herself credit for um, and others she gets she has smarter than most people give her credit for more credit than I used to give her she actually has a lot of intelligence That's, I told her before that her absorption of knowledge and information is amazing she'll absorb things like crazy even though if you look at it like are you even listening to me she absorbs everything and then at the time when it's needed it comes out and there's so many things I'm like how did you know that and then she's like I don't know I remember hearing it a long time ago she you know takes in 100% of everything retains it and then it comes out when needed it's an amazing um, gift as far as I'm concerned uh, but anyways back to what I was saying when um, so when she's splitting it's pretty much the same things the same pattern uh, all the time so as long as I've been with her which is 35 years and if um, you have a long relationship with your person with BPD and if they uh, are the same way if they have a repeated pattern of the things they say or how they do it um, you should understand like I said number one they don't do it on purpose this is part of their disorder they um, over time they can you know learn how to uh, control their BPD um, but a lot of times you know it's still gonna be there like it like I said in one of my episodes you know you can take a rattlesnake and defang them and take their poison away but uh, if you corner them or startle them their defense mechanism is to strike and even though they don't have their teeth of venom they're still going to strike because that's how they know how to defend themselves so people with BPD um, they're gonna do the same thing over and over the same way so you know if they have this repeat a pattern and things they say and things they do you should know and expect those things and uh, start learning how to deal with those situations and words and um, you know I mean obviously a lot of times too don't let them know because all that's gonna do is cause more confusion in their head it's gonna make them feel like almost like you're making fun of them and teasing them um, but also they'll try to come up with new tactics so the best thing is to keep it to yourself understand it um, have compassion and you know when those situations and issues and words come up you'll start learning how to defend them um, uh, yeah uh, defend yourself uh, in a more effective and rational way you know nobody's gonna get anywhere by uh, attacking each other you know whether you understand them or not or you know have any compassion if you just attack back or figure you know what I know all the buttons she's gonna push on me I'm gonna same with her I'm gonna push her button see how she likes it you know that's being so uncompassionate selfish and cruel it really is you know again I, I hate to use cancer as a an analogy but um, that was 
used as an analogy to me with BPD and um, I correlated with it very well so that's why I'm using it the same way um, or any d disease you know they can't help it so you know say if you had somebody with cancer and they're on um, chemotherapy you know and they sit in there and they can't control and throwing up all the time if you got aggravated and said oh my god you really got to throw up constantly do you got to be tired constantly do you have to be ag aggravated and agitated um, do you really have to lose your hair you know you look you look ridiculous losing your hair or patches and going bald of course nobody would ever do that I mean I would hope nobody would ever do that um, but that would be the same way by saying oh, I'm gonna push her buttons I'm gonna attack her it's the same way it's not their fault you know and it's not an excuse to say it's not their fault it's part of their disorder you know and you can't say well if they understand it's wrong and they keep doing it all the time and they know it's wrong that's just an excuse no it's not you know it's really not because each time to them is almost new each time they split it's a new situation because they can't regulate their emotions so even though they do the same things it's still new to them every time and they just they're doing the same things again not as an excuse or because they want to it's because that's the only way that they've known to um, defend themselves when they're splitting they don't know rationalization they don't know how to regulate their emotions so they use what has worked in the past well in their mind what has worked they understand that you get upset when they push your buttons um, when you deflect it gets away from the subject at hand so they do the same thing all the time and um, usually say the same things again it's it's a you know it's a routine it's their way that they know um, how to defend and deflect so don't ever intentionally try to get back at them because it is not their fault it's part of their disorder um, and trust me my wife has looked back and started crying one time hysterically and she said you know I think back of all the things that I've said to you when we argue and push your buttons and it's horrible horrible um, especially when she uh, she's always been jealous that me and my mother have a strong relationship and um, she would say all the time you know you're you're a mama's boy you're a little pussy and you gotta talk to your mommy every day and it was because she was jealous because she did not have that closeness with her mother um, her mother really ever even said the word I love you um, claiming that you know her mother never said she loved her but that that to me is a poor excuse well my parents never said they love me so I'm not gonna say I love you uh, no that's to me that's a poor that that is a poor excuse uh, for anybody to do you know uh, this was done to me and I hated it it wrecked me but I'm gonna do it too because it was done to me well if you didn't like it and you didn't think it was right why are you doing it so obviously you can't uh, ever say that it was mean being done to you because you're doing it so are you admitting you're doing something mean I mean you kind of get my point the worst thing I can think you could do is throwing it back in their face so the most effective and compassionate way you can show the person in your life with BPD especially showing them that you can't love them is try to use better tactics and there's nothing wrong with telling them you know I'm not gonna say mean things back to you I'm not gonna be hurtful to you 
because I love you and I understand that this is part of your disorder. Don't throw in there and say, I know it's not your fault. That you don't want to do because that does embed in some people's head that I can use this as an excuse. And you, you just want to stay away from that. Just tell them, I know it's part of your disorder. Um, whether they accept that or deny that or not, doesn't matter. You're not going to defend every word you say just because they don't agree with it. You say it, and that's how it is. And you could do it over and over every time you split, just like they do the same things over and over. So first of all, try your hardest, and that's all I can say with every single one of my uh, suggestions. Just try your hardest. Don't force it too hard. Um, it'll probably just backfire on you and just make things worse. But step number one, stick to the issue at hand. You know, whether it is, you know, um, something they're thinking that is not true, like a delusion, um, or if it is an actual issue at hand, s try to stay on track and stick with the subject. But first of all, doesn't matter if it's something they thought up, if it's a delusion, or if it is something at hand. The first thing to do, pretty much with anybody, is validate their feelings. You know, whatever the issue is at hand, they're very upset or hurt um, because of that issue. So, like I said, doesn't matter if it's thought up or if it's a real issue at hand. First of all, you want to start the... Um, the conversation off validating you know say for instance it, it is something that's you know a real issue at hand obviously I can see you're upset can we both just really try to not say anything hurtful stay on subject and try to come up with an effective solution um, if it's something that is a delusion that's thought up that you know you know is not true still validate and say you know um Obviously, I can see, you know, that this is causing you anger, hurt, and pain. Um, I'm going to try my best to, you know, help you tackle this and come up with an effective solution. You know, um, like I said, either way, start off by doing that, you know, because, you know, with anybody, you're going to get treated the way um, you treat them. So if you could start off that way, I'm not saying it'll always work, but... You know, you want to be the better person. doesn't matter if it'll work or not. You want to be the better person and start off that way. Um, you know, next, let them take the stage. Let them um, continue on with the, the issue. Or, you know, you can even, you know, even suggest gently, you know, now it's, you know, now that I've said that, go ahead and um, let's discuss this. Obviously, they're going to hit the subject at first, no, no matter what it is, you know, no matter how much they deflect and push your buttons and so forth, they're going to at least hit the subject at hand first. So let them go off on it. Then remember, a lot of times, at least with my wife, no matter, she'll pull up 20 or 30 issues, but when I go to answer, she will not let me answer. She will jump to the next subject because she doesn't want to hear my suggestion. You know, it's irrelevant to her. She just pretty much wants to get it off her chest. Well, that's not fair. You know, if you're going to 
holler at somebody for something or accuse them of something, you got to give them the right to defend themselves or, you know, or to respond. You know, it's only fair. You know, they would like it as well as you. And what I've done with my wife, it, when, you know, she'll give the issue at hand, and then when I go to answer, she goes to the next one, and then I go to answer, and she goes to the next one. As I say, stop one minute, stop, you know, sternly. I'm like, I've been letting you speak, and you give the issue at hand. You need to take a, a, a pause and let me speak so I can have, um, you know. But, of course, it depends on which way they're coming at you. Um, if they start going off subject, uh, that's, you know, when I would say, listen, if you want to come to an effective solution, you're going to have to let me speak as well. Take a pause, let me speak. Or, um, you know, but if, um, um, you know, or you could say, um, you know, it's only fair. I'm letting you speak. I haven't cut in or, you know, stopped you or butt in on you speaking. I would expect you to give me the same courtesy, stop, take a breath, and let me speak. You know, whether it's defending yourself or uh, opinionating yourself, you know, to the subject uh, or the matter at hand. But, like I said, what I've done with my wife many times is that, you know, um, I've had to do it both ways. Either telling her, just give me the courtesy, or, you know, if you want to come to a solution. Um, but like I said, the first thing is, the number one thing, um, with anybody, but especially people with BPD, is they like to be validated. Um, you know, it's but that feeling of, you know, where everybody tells them they're crazy, they think they're crazy, they don't understand themselves, they can't regulate their emotions. Um, you know, it's very confusing for them. They, they at Sometimes they don't even understand if they're, you know, they don't even feel emotions. Or they don't know if how they should react or how they, you know, are supposed to react. So by you you know, validating um, them being upset, hurt, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, it lets them know that, you know, your feelings are okay, you know, um, you, you need to validate, that's, that's number one, and then like I said, number two is taking control of it, and, um, but like I said, depending on what direction they're coming at you with, either say, you know, it's only fair you let me speak, or, you know, if you want to have an effective solution, you're going to have to allow me to speak and have this be a shared conversation. Um, now, again, what my wife has done is, like I said in one of my episodes where I said she's like a broken record when we argue, is she would go off. And let, let me say, that this is way before, uh, a lot of these things I'm saying is way before that I started coming up with effective solutions um, with somebody with BPD when they're splitting. But my wife would express herself on the matter at hand, whether it was a delusion, completely false, or it was, you know, um, an actual arguable um, incident that needed to be addressed. And she would completely go right to another subject, you know, to deflect the situation or just, you know, pretty much saying, you know, I don't want your answer. I don't need your comment. I don't want it. And I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to do everything I can to cut you off if you try. And that's pretty much how it comes across. She'd immediately go to another subject completely, completely irrelevant, <laughs> unrelated to the, the actual matter at hand. You know, it could be something like um, I uh, took her cell phone um, without letting her know 
um, and took it with me uh, for when I was gone on the road for two hours because my battery was dead. You know, anybody would be upset at that, you know, at least let me know. Um, but anyway, say it was something like that. She would bring that matter up, bitch, complain, scream about it, and then say, you know, and you probably do these things because that's how you were raised. You were raised selfishly, you know, and that's why he's such a mommy's boy now. It would go completely offhand, um, and it would usually, like I said, be the same things over and over. And usually it's them pushing your buttons. And usually, at least with my situation, the reason she would push, uh, go to things that would push my buttons because I obviously during past arguments let her know how those things hurt or even when we weren't arguing I would say you know when we were fighting you know when you said this when you said this 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 and that those things were really hurtful you know and you really shouldn't have said those things considering they were irrelevant to what we were arguing about so by letting her know that at either time puts in the back of her head oh those things really did hurt him so when they're arguing and having no rationalization and um, um, you know not being able to regulate their emotions she would throw those things right back at me so I would advise be careful what you say either during the argument or afterwards um, because it's possible that um, your person with BPD might use that uh, to store in the back of their head as fuel for future use. Um, you know, especially, like I said, it didn't matter if I mentioned it to my wife, even, you know, when we were getting along, great. Go off supper and say, you know, can I just bring something up? You know, those things you said were really hurtful. She would never argue with me about saying it, but she definitely used it as fuel for the next argument because I admitted to her that it was hurtful. So she used the same things. And like I said, It'd be the same things over and over, regardless of what the argument was actually about. So, you know, kind of to recap, like I said, definitely, um, first, acknowledge and validate their feelings, whether it's something that's uh, an actual issue at hand, or if it's something that was a hallucination or a delusion, uh, something they made up that you have no knowledge of, doesn't matter validate and just say I can obviously see you're very upset hurt or whatever you know affected by this in a negative manner um, and then you know you don't even have to say okay you can go ahead as soon as you pause they're gonna take over the conversation but then like I said you need to be in control they are very bad at controlling um, the conversation because they don't regulate their emotions and like I said most of them will go all over the place so they're going to be scattered so you need to you know like almost uh, like rallying up the cattle you get a three lasso you know around the, the right cow yank the horns and keep the issue at hand and, and you know it's not going to be easy it may not work all the time but you're going to have to try really hard and like with my wife you know she literally has gone on five or six subjects and I'm still trying to grasp onto the first subject and I'll keep bringing it right back and I'm like listen I'll butt in and be like I didn't even hear the last six things that you just bitch you complained about honestly I didn't because I'm so focused on being able to defend or make a comment or whatever or, you know um, the issue at hand 
And, you know, with me keep trying to concentrate on that, I'm not hearing anything else. So I'll tell you what, if you want to make this fair, if you really want to bring up other issues, let me, at least give me the courtesy, and let me speak on issue number one. And then, if you want to go into the next issue, fine. You know, most of the time they won't, because they don't understand what they're doing. They don't probably even really remember half the things they're saying. They're just going on and on, because, like I said, they don't know how to regulate their emotions, and they're trying to deflect. And, um, you know, it's, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take a lot of practice. Um, and a lot of times to even try to make this effective. And that's if, if it does become effective for you. I'm not saying it's a guarantee it won't. But, um, even before my wife did a 180, uh, with her BPD. Um, and as bad as she was, when we had an argument, oh, it was... I'll, I'll be honest, it was horrible. She would deflect, go all over the place, and um, sometimes when we were done, <laughs> I would even look and go, you know what, I'm being serious. What the hell was this even all started about? Um, that, that did happen a couple times. It just, it just went on for so long about everything other than the issue at hand. But, you know, give it a shot. And like I said, I would say the most important thing besides validating is understand compassion and understanding understand this is part of a disorder it is something they didn't ask for it's not something they do on purpose it's part of the disorder yes eventually with treatment it can be controlled uh, possibly um, when they're splitting this issue that they have um, might be able to be put in the back pocket forever um, or maybe even diminished to the point where you know, you could get through an argument effectively, but it does take a while. Um, and once I actually started learning about it and learning techniques, I would say probably about six to maybe close to ten arguments after that is only when it started becoming uh, more effective. So, you know, even with all that I learned and found out, it didn't happen immediately. Um, and even still, once in a while, she'll start deflecting, and that's when either I... She wants to be rude and keep going on, not let me talk. Then I usually would just shut my mouth and walk away. And say, where are you going? Well, if I can't talk, I'm walking away. When you feel that, you can um, be courteous and let me speak. Um, you know, then I'll come back in the room. You know, until then, if there's going to be a one-sided conversation, you can sit there and talk to yourself because that's all you're doing anyways. Um, you know, like I said, you know, one of the other things you could say, if you can get a breath in, if they're going all over the place and off the handle, is say, can I stop you one second? All right, Audrey said this is a one-sided conversation. If that's what it's going to continue to be and I'm not going to be allowed to speak or, or give any of my input, then I'm going to walk away and you can continue on talking to yourself because that's pretty much all you're doing right now. And I'm finding it very hard to even absorb half of what you're saying because you're bringing up so many subjects other than the subject at hand. So you're just causing confusion and this is becoming completely a waste of time and being ineffective. You know, but again, don't say things mean. Don't be mean about what you're saying because, you know, it's all in the tone of voice. You know, you can sit there and tell somebody, come here three different ways, and it can be either welcoming, demanding, or commanding. You know, come here, come here, come here. You know, it's all about in the tone of voice. So, whatever you're saying, try to show some compassion. Don't show that you're angry because you're going to fight fire with fire. You're going to fuel the fire. 
So, like I said, you have to understand something. Again, they are the ones with the disorder. Have some empathy, and, and a little bit of sympathy too. And understand, as much as aggravating as it is for you to have them do what they do during splitting, can you imagine if that was you? You see how upset and it makes you, how aggravating it is, how immature it seems, how ineffective it is, and it makes that person that you love into something that they're not, and something that you don't love, that is everything but loving. Can you imagine if that was you? So understand that. Have a lot of compassion and understand um, you're going to get what you get out of it in most sense. If you don't, it doesn't matter. You know, you could be compassionate and caring through the whole thing. And if it didn't work, it doesn't matter. You need to be the better person. You really do. Because by you getting upset, it's not going to help. If anything, it's going to make it worse. So what do you got to lose except to be compassionate and loving? And it'll help solidify the relationship altogether. I'm telling you, because when the argument's done, they're not going to tell you, they're not going to admit to you that... Uh, they're sorry or you know that they were wrong in any way but they're gonna think to themselves you know when that shame sets in like oh my god I feel like such an asshole I was so rude and I shouldn't have brought up the things that I said and blah 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 they're gonna understand something but yet he or she was so caring didn't go off the handle and still allowed me to sit there and push all their buttons and they just allowed me to do it I was so horrible I was so mean and yet, they sat there and took it. I'm telling you, it's going to go a long way. It really will. If it's not immediate, at some point it will. And even if they don't admit it, it does go a long way. It does. They're not robots. They're not machines. They're human beings. And any human being will see they were mean. You were understanding, kind, caring, loving, and compassionate. And at some point, it's going to pay off. And like I said, even at worst case, if it doesn't, or you think it doesn't, you were a better person. You were a better human being. You were kind and loving and caring and compassionate to the person that you love. And that's the bottom line. That's, at worst case scenario, the bottom line. So anyways, with that being said, as I always say, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, try to be as compassionate, understanding, and loving as much as possible because they find it so hard to love themselves. They don't understand themselves. And they have no compassion and caring for themselves. They have it really rough and have it hard. So do the best you can. Show them that you love them. Thank you again for listening.